If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the program. In the previous two episodes, we were talking about the Brian Kohlberger order that was just filed by Judge Judge. And that order had to do with Brian Kohlberger's attempt to get the indictment that was passed down against him by the grand jury tossed out. And the reasoning behind it, according to Kohlberger's team, was that there were many mistakes made by the grand jury. But the judge, after taking a look at everything that went down, and all of the information that he had in front of him, decided that what the grand jury did was not only above board, but it was right in line with the statutes of the state law. And for Kohlberger, that eliminates one more avenue of possibly getting out from underneath these charges. Now, I never thought that he'd be successful here getting this stuff thrown out. There was no precedent for it, right? And if there's no precedent for something in a courtroom, Very rarely are you going to see a judge make history. And we didn't see that here. So, let's dive into this article from the Idaho Statesman, and let's see what Kevin Fixler has to say. Headline, Judge in Idaho Murder Case Rules on Whether to Toss Koberger Grand Jury Indictment. Like I said, this article was authored by Kevin Fixler. The Lataw County judge in the University of Idaho student murder case Throughout all attempts by the defense to toss grand jury indictment of defendant Brian Koberger, shutting the door on delaying a future trial on those grounds. And like I said previously, there was no way that this was going to occur. There was just too much information, too much evidence, and too much out there for a judge to go against what a grand jury has already decided. Judge John Judge of Idaho's 2nd Judicial District issued his written decision late Friday to deny the defense team's request to dismiss the indictment on five legal grounds, including that the prosecution committed misconduct because it allegedly withheld evidence from the grand jurors. Judges' rulings were published to Idaho's court website Monday morning. And that's what we went over in the previous two episodes. That way you all have the actual order in front of you, and then we'll go from there breaking it down, right? That way we have all of the facts, we have all of the details, and as much context as we possibly can have in front of us. Because without context, forget it. Especially in a case as complex as this one. In one decision, judge dismissed the defense request to discard the indictment on four separate arguments, each debated during a closed-door hearing in October to protect the confidential information. As grand juries are an intentionally secretive judicial process, 
the defense had alleged prosecutorial misconduct, bias from the local grand jury, use of improper evidence, and the lack of sufficient evidence to indict Koberger in the killings of four college students. The victims were U of I seniors Madison Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, both 21, and junior Zana Kernodal and freshman Ethan Chapin, both 20. They were stabbed to death at an off-campus home on King Road in Moscow. Judge accepted none of the defense's arguments to dump the grand jury indictment, and I never thought he would. Considering there were no grounds for any of the defense's arguments, it was going to be a monumental task to try to get these indictments tossed, and that's exactly what it proved to be. There was no way that Judge Judge, with all of the information that's already been provided, with everything we know, was going to toss this shit out. It was just never going to happen. Koberger has failed to successfully challenge the indictment on grounds of juror bias, lack of sufficient admissible evidence, or prosecutorial misconduct, he wrote. Koberger was indicted by an impartial grand jury who had sufficient admissible evidence to find probable cause to believe Koberger committed the crimes alleged by the state. And I don't know how you could come to any conclusion. And that's just on what we know. Imagine what was presented to the grand jury in secret. And I've said it before, I have a sneaking suspicion that Brian Koberger's Wi-Fi might have connected to somebody's router in the area of the King Road home. Now, I don't have any evidence to back that up, but it's just a suspicion that I've had from the very beginning. And while pings off of cell phone towers are circumstantial at best, if you're connecting to somebody's Wi-Fi from your mobile device, you're next to their house, right? There's only a certain range that those Wi-Fi receivers have. So, you know, you get out of the range of one of those routers and you're not going to be able to pick it up. So that means you were in the vicinity, very close to the location. So if they have GPS coordinates of his phone connecting with one of these routers, it's going to be all bad for Brian Koberger. And remember, we don't have all of the evidence. We don't know everything that the prosecution is holding. So my guess is they have a lot more than we have even seen. Judge noted in the order that his ruling on these four grounds will remain sealed, but provided the results of his decision for the public's benefit. He acknowledged in his Friday court filings, having reviewed sealed grand jury transcripts, recorded audio, and jury questionnaires to help make his decision. The defense has access to the same information, he wrote. The closed October hearing was one of two held that day to consider a number of legal arguments posed by the defense. The other hearing was left open to the public. At the second hearing, judge issued an oral ruling from the bench concerning the defense's effort, quickly dismissing the argument from Koberger's attorneys that there was an error in the instructions given to the grand jury. They had argued that the indictment should be based on a higher legal threshold of beyond a reasonable doubt, the same as at trial, versus the Idaho grand jury standard of probable cause, but failed to convince the judge to support their claim. And as we talked about in the order, it's very difficult. Once there's precedent set, and especially if the statutes say something differently than your argument, you're not going to have a very fun time. And ultimately, you're going to lose that debate with the prosecution or the defense because the judge is going by what the statutes of the state tell him he has to go by. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hail Mary legal argument. The argument made by Koberger's defense for the higher standard for a grand jury to indict was seen by legal experts as unlikely to succeed. Retired Idaho Supreme Court Chief Justice Jim Jones described the effort as some kind of Hail Mary thing the statesman previously reported. Well, yeah, look, when you don't have much to go on, this is what you have to do, right? You have to throw as much spaghetti against the wall and hope some of it sticks. And that's what Koberger's team continues to do, looking for any chink in the armor that they can exploit. Jay Logsdon, one of Koberger's public defenders, signaled in his public comments before the court in October that the defense was aware tossing the indictment in favor of a preliminary hearing was a tall order. As your honor let me know this morning, we're probably not going to change your mind because the Idaho Supreme Court, I think the court thinks, has gone the other way, Logsdon told judge during the afternoon public hearing. And once that happens, like I stated earlier, it's very difficult to shake a judge off of that perch because precedent is huge. Boise-based criminal defense attorney Edwina Elcox predicted judges' rulings related to the indictment. While there was a novel legal theory asserted, it just didn't comport with the entire jurisprudence of the state, Elcox told the statesman by phone on Monday. I'm not saying there's not a reason to obviously challenge things, but it would mean that both the judiciary and criminal law practitioners have gotten it wrong, and there was no legal basis for it. And that's where I'm at, too. You should be able to challenge whatever you want, right? If there's a basis for a challenge and you're on trial for your life, you should have every remedy available to you. But Brian Koberger and his team, no matter what they do, they're going to have a very difficult time because of the sheath. That sheath containing Brian Koberger's DNA on it is going to cause them more misery than you can possibly imagine. So what they're trying to do is reach for any technicality, any loophole, to try and make sure that that doesn't happen. And so far, they have been unsuccessful. Koberger, who turned 29 last month, was arrested at his parents' home in eastern Pennsylvania in December. He's charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count of felony burglary in the November 2022 homicides and faces Idaho's death penalty if convicted. Koberger was arraigned in May after the grand jury indicted him on five felony charges following its secret proceedings over three days earlier in the month. He stayed silent when judge asked him to enter a plea, which led the judge to enter it as not guilty on Koberger's behalf. And remember, he did that so that he could challenge this grand jury ruling. That was the basis for him standing silent, at least according to all of the legal experts that commented on it. So usually you see somebody get up there and enter a plea on their own behalf, right? How do you plea so-and-so? Your Honor, I plead not guilty. But that didn't happen with Koberger. Koberger, at the time of the killings, was a graduate student at Washington State University in Pullman, was previously scheduled to go to trial in early October. That was postponed after he waived his right to a speedy trial in August 
delaying the legal proceedings indefinitely. And as we all know, a trial date still has not been set. So we're still going through the motions, right? And unfortunately, due to the complexity of this case, it's going to take a little bit of time for things to wind down. And during that time, there's going to be a lot of arguments, a lot of attempts made by Brian Koberger to, you know, get stuff thrown out, to get a witness tossed, whatever. And that's because when it comes down to the evidence, they know that they're cooked. So it's going to be a battle of loopholes and technicalities. And unless Brian Koberger can find a loophole or a technicality to utilize and grab hold of, Brian Koberger, in my opinion, is as good as convicted. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this one. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.